In the gospel that we just heard, I think we really see the story of our own life in it. That it captures moments of our life, of our Christian journey. For example, in the very beginning of the gospel, Peter says, I am going to go fishing. Now this is right after the resurrection and Jesus had sent the disciples to Galilee through Mary Magdalene. They've gone to Galilee and maybe they were growing impatient because the Lord had yet to show up. And so Peter says, I'm going to go fishing. Now this was the trade of Peter before he started to follow Jesus. And so you could say he's going back to the ways that he knows. He's going back to the ordinariness of his life. But also I think Peter might say he's going fishing because he realizes that the disciples whom he's with are hungry. And very practically he goes fishing in order to be able to provide for the followers of Jesus. And it's while he's out on that boat accompanied by Thomas and James and John and Nathaniel that Jesus from the shore calls out to them and asks him, have you caught anything? Now, they're fishermen, so they shouldn't know what they're doing. But of course, they respond, no, we haven't. And Jesus says, well, cast the net on the other side of the boat, on the right side. That's what happens, I think, in our own life, that when we're doing things that we know so well, that when we're stuck in what we're doing, that sometimes God wants to intervene and maybe we hear a longing in our heart or something within that's calling us to do something different. And then we're afraid to respond, but out of obedience to what we hear God asking us to do, we say yes, just like the disciples did by casting the net over to the other side. Oftentimes, I think it's when we do what God wants us to do that then we see the great fruit that comes from it. For the fishermen in our gospel today, they catch a great multitude of fish, so many that it was difficult to drag them in. Also, I think in our own lives, we need people like John who are able to point something out to us. John says to them, it is the Lord. That's the one who's crying out from the shores of the sea. And so Peter runs towards Jesus, jumps out into the water, and goes towards him. In our own life, maybe we need direction sometimes. Maybe we have something that is so difficult for us to decide. And so we turn to spiritual leaders or people that we know who are so uh, faith-filled in order for them to give us some sort of direction. To need a John who can point to us where the Lord is working in our hearts and in our life. And then we see in the gospel the invitation of Jesus this weekend. He says, come, have breakfast. And that invitation of Jesus resounds all throughout the gospels. Jesus threw a party a lot of times. For Nathaniel, and our gospel says he's from Cana in Galilee, for Nathaniel, he realized that Jesus performed that miracle of changing the water into wine for that wedding feast in his hometown. And in the Gospels, we often hear the story of the account of the multiplication of the loaves and the fish. So really, we see that 
echoing here in the gospel. Now this is post-resurrection. That was something that happened long ago. But we see the same thing. Fish and bread that Jesus prepares and gives to the disciples. In our gospel today, he takes that bread and breaks it and gives it to them. Just as he did on the night of the Last Supper. For all of us who are gathered here today, we heard the invitation of Jesus to come and to eat, to come here to the church in order to be nourished with the word of God first, and then to receive the Eucharist at the time of communion. Jesus wants to feed us to this very day, and so you've said yes to the Lord. You've come to the feast of heaven and earth. And lastly, in our gospel today, we hear that account of the exchange between Peter and Jesus. Jesus saying, do you love me? And Peter saying, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Now, Jesus asks this question three times of Peter because Peter denies Jesus three times. It's a way for Peter to rehabilitate his relationship with the Lord by renewing his love threefold. For all of us, sometimes maybe we're like Peter in our own lives, that we at times might not deny the reality that God exists or that Jesus is the Son of God, but to deny how God is working in our life or denying that moment in which we're being called to do something, denying the Lord time in our daily life for prayer or choosing evil over that which is good. But the Lord offers us many opportunities, just as he does for Peter, to renew that love. For example, in the sacrament of reconciliation, going to the sacrament, we're saying, Lord, I love you. He asks us, do you love me? And we say that, yes, Lord, I do love you. I'm sorry for the times that I haven't. I want to recommit my life right now. For others, Another opportunity that Jesus asks us that very question, do you love me? Here at Mass, as you come up for communion and receive the Eucharist from the priest or an extraordinary minister of Holy Communion, as they say the body of Christ, really they're saying, do you love Jesus? And you say, amen, yes, I do love the Lord. And so the God who is love, Jesus who is love, then enters into us through the sacrament of love. And then just as we're filled with God's love, like the disciples, we're sent out to proclaim it to all the world. It's an interesting question that Jesus asks Peter. Do you love me? That's the question I think Jesus is going to ask us at the end of our life. How have you loved me? And if we are able to say, yes, Lord, I do love you, and I loved you this way and that way, I went to Mass on the weekends. I prayed every day. I came to know you in the scriptures. I served you in the poor. It's then with John that when the Lord calls us home on our final day, that we'll be able to say, it is the Lord. And like Peter, we'll run out to him and he'll greet us and say as he does in our gospel today, follow me. Follow me into eternal life where you will bask in my love for all eternity.